This is Jen, and you're listening to Paradox, a Mage the Ascension podcast. These bite-sized episodes are designed to get you up to speed and comfortable with Mage the Ascension rules and concepts. Reread the books so you don't have to, though we do recommend it. Without further ado, welcome to Paradox. Welcome back to episode 14, Spirits Unveiled, where we're delving deep into the mystical and enigmatic world of the spirit sphere. In our previous episodes, we've dissected various spheres, each with their unique properties and applications. But when it comes to the spirit sphere, we enter a realm of intrigue and mysticism unlike any other. With Halloween just around the corner, what better time to explore the supernatural mysteries that lie within this sphere? As Mage the Ascension aficionados, or at least listeners of this podcast, you're probably already familiar with the concept that in the world of darkness, nothing is truly inert. Every force, every pattern, and every energy has its place. But the spirit sphere is something else entirely. It unveils the hidden realm of spirits and the metaphysical connections between the material and spiritual dimensions. The spirits are the echoes of creation, and the spirit sphere empowers mages to perceive, commune with, and even command these otherworldly entities. With spirit magic, mages can traverse the boundaries between worlds, seek the counsel of spirits, bind them to service, and mages who specialize in this sphere are often intermediaries between the material and spirit realms, seeking to maintain a balance between these two worlds. The dimensional science sphere is the technocracy's answer to the mystical realms explored by traditional mages. Unlike their counterparts, dimensional science technocrats, mostly but not always void engineers, apply scientific principles and advanced technological tools to investigate and influence the hidden aspects of reality. They view the multiverse as a vast and uncharted scientific frontier, aiming to unlock its secrets and manipulate the fabric of space-time itself. These technocrats are experts at bridging the gap between traditional science and the supernatural. For the rest of this episode, we'll be looking at what both the spirit and dimensional science spheres can achieve, keeping in mind that mechanically there is no difference between the two. However, it's essential to remember that these two realms operate on entirely different principles, and as such, no character can have both spirit and dimensional science. As we learned last episode, the two factions have contrasting views of the Umbra and paradigm factors heavily into both how one perceives the spirit world and how one can use abilities associated with that world. The spirit sphere is more attuned to the spiritual and mystical realms, emphasizing communion with and respect for spirits. Dimensional science, on the other hand, employs a scientific approach to dimensions and alternate realities, seeking to control and manipulate them for technological and practical purposes, although it does leave some room for some of the stranger aspects of the deep universe, such as the so-called extra-dimensional entities, or EDEs. Taking a look at what these variations can do, with one dot in spirit, mages gain access to fundamental abilities for sensing spirits and understanding their nature. They can perceive the presence of spirits, read the thickness of the gauntlet, discern auras, and glimpse into the otherworldly penumbra. Four-dimensional science. Remember that it is mechanically the same as the spirit sphere, but the terminology is different, and it needs to be routed through technology or scientific principles. So instead of being able to see spirits, a technocrat can use a scanning device that detects extra-dimensional entities, aka spirits. Or instead of looking across the gauntlet into the penumbra, the technocrat would use the multiverse theory to write code that would map the local area in another dimension. They still have the limited abilities level 1 grants them, 
mostly sensory, but they use them in very different ways. With two dots in spirit, perception moves to contact. Mages can form more substantial connections with spirits, allowing them to gain insight into the spiritual world. They can reach through the gauntlet, speak to spirit entities, or even touch them briefly. Two dots in dimensional science means the technocrat can use radiation pulses and samples of transdimensional matter to grant access to alternate dimensions, though they cannot dimension hop yet. Or they can use hypermathematical models to manipulate the gauntlet, which protects Earth from the threat of powerful extra-dimensional entities in order to make the gauntlet stronger. Or weaker. At three dots in spirit, mages can now commune with and understand spirits on a deeper level, forming alliances and gaining their trust. They can also engage in more complex negotiations with spirits, injure or destroy spirits, and cross the gauntlet themselves, risking the Avatar Storm if you use that in your game. And at the same time in dimensional science, the technocrat can bridge the gap between dimensions, creating temporary personal portals or accessing alternate realities. This may risk the dimensional anomaly, of course, if that is a part of your game. They can also send out phase disruption fields of vibrations that disorient, injure, or disintegrate EDEs. Mages with four dots can call upon spirits and actually compel or bind many of them. They can tear open gateways in the gauntlet to allow groups to pass through, explore the deeper reaches of the spirit world, and even channel spirits themselves or exercise a spirit that has possessed a mortal. For dimensional science, technocrats with four dots can perform complex dimensional manipulations, including lasting changes to alternate dimensions or reworking the paraphysical constraints of a given space. All through the appropriate technology, of course. There are several options for specialties in the spirit sphere at level 4, including umbral travel, spirit dealings or negotiations, tech spirits, possession or gauntlet manipulation. For the dimensional science version, use phrasing such as subdimensions, anthropic principle, dimensional anomaly, EDE relations, or quantum translocation. Once a mage attains mastery of the spirit sphere, they can create or destroy spirit matter, craft realms, imbue or drain a spirit of essence, the life force of a spirit, or destroy a mage's avatar through a process called the Gilgal, which removes a mage's ability to do magic at all. A master of dimensional science, on the other hand, would be able to exert control over the very fabric of the multiverse, shaping and redirecting it as they see fit or generate their own anthropic field to venture deeper past both horizons into the deep universe, with or without a specialized vehicle to do so, though most will choose to travel by spaceship rather than by their own power. Arc Mastery of the Spirit Sphere elevates mages to new heights of spiritual power, allowing them to transcend the boundaries between the material and spirit realms, while Arc Mastery of the Dimensional Science Sphere allows technocrats to achieve unparalleled control over the multiverse. While the spirit sphere has some semblance of rules and guidance in Masters of the Art, dimensional science does not. So take this attempt at providing a similar basis for both variations with a large pinch of salt. At six dots, an Archmage of Spirit can commune with the most powerful and ancient spirits, forging unbreakable bonds and seeking their wisdom. They can awaken the sleeping spirits of objects, trees, and places. These spirits are not automatically friendly to the Archmage, but the mage should have no trouble dealing with whatever that situation brings. In the language of dimensional science, Arch-technocrats? I'm not even sure what to call technocrats at this level of ability, but anyway, technocrats with six dots of dimensional science can manipulate the fundamental nature of dimensional boundaries, creating stable portals and controlling the intersections of realities. They can also awaken EDEs and negotiate with them as mages would, but why would they want to? 
The seventh dot empowers archmages to navigate the spirit realms with ease, exploring the most hidden and elusive domains of the spiritual world. They gain the power to influence entire groups of spirits simultaneously, making sweeping changes across the spirit realm. Masters of the Art says that this is when mages can craft realms of their own, but M20 gave that ability to level 5 instead. So you may need to extrapolate up if you're running an Archmage campaign. The seventh dot of Dimensional Science empowers technocrats to traverse the multiverse with ease. They can visit parallel universes or even create their own, so long as it was governed by their own understanding of science, of course. At the eighth level, Archmages can channel the very essence of spirits, becoming vessels for their powers and embodying the forces of the spirit world. They can create intricate patterns of spirits, essentially crafting patterns within patterns. This level of control is awe-inspiring and allows mages to shape reality in profound ways. They can also pull realms together with no gauntlet in between. Technocrats at this level can merge the principles of science and magic to achieve unparalleled feats, such as creating unique dimensional constructs or generating wormholes to create shortcuts through the multiverse. At the apex of their power, archmages with nine dots of spirit become transcendent beings who can shape the spiritual and material worlds alike, achieving a harmony between the two realms. They can also force the awakening of another being and imbue someone with an avatar. However, awakening this way is even more traumatic than usual. It can kill the victim with shock or leave the avatar damaged and deranged. Technocrats, with nine dots of dimensional science, are masters of the fabric of the multiverse itself, capable of reshaping reality on a cosmic scale. They can also force the enlightenment of another being, installing a genius rather than an avatar, of course, but with the same potential consequences as a mage's forced awakening. As we move into rotes, most of these will be using the language of the spirit sphere. If there is a particular dimensional science version that is interesting or does something different, then it will be included. But keep in mind that the main difference between spirit and dimensional science is simply a matter of flavor. With a single dot, you can see auras, hear or see spirits, and the dimensional science version of this is called mirror shades, which is fantastic. You can detect possession, or you can evaluate the gauntlet's strength in a particular area. With two dots, you can touch spirits, talk to spirits, strengthen or weaken the gauntlet in a particular area, or put up a spirit shield or ward, which at this level is basically just strengthening the gauntlet. With three dots, you can conjure spirits, harm spirits, step sideways, which is crossing the gauntlet. Dimensional Science has a slightly different version called Breach Gauntlet Undetectably, where you basically you dissolve the gauntlet, step through, and restore the gauntlet. This can also be used to free someone or something that is trapped within the gauntlet, but the idea is that the effect of your passing through the gauntlet is much less detectable than it is for a mage stepping sideways. You can also, with three dots, awaken the spirit of an inanimate object. With four dots, you can bind a willing or unwilling spirit to an item, creating a fetish. You can open or close a gateway into the spirit world, letting more people through than just yourself. You can create a hardier spirit shield where spirits are actually prevented from materializing in the region, unlike the level two version where you're just strengthening the gauntlet and making it harder for spirits to come to that area. You can also trap a spirit or a person inside the gauntlet, not on the other side, actually inside the gauntlet with all of its fun avatar storm stuff if you're using that. And with five dots, you can step directly from Earth into the Deep Umbra without stopping in the Penumbra or Near Umbra. You can travel in the Deep Umbra without the need for safety equipment. Technocrats call this Deep Universe Survival and usually apply the effect to vehicles instead of using it on a person. It's how their spaceships can go into the Deep Universe. 
And of course, there are always combo routes. With spirit or dimensional science, combination routes are even more useful as anything you can do with one sphere, you can now do to spirits. With Mind 1 and Spirit 2, you can conceal your avatar, making it harder for people to detect that you're a mage. With Mind 4 and Spirit 4, you can command a spirit like you would a person. With Prime 4 and Spirit 4, you can drain a spirit's essence, which is their literal life force. You do need Prime 4 for it instead of, say, life, but you can do it. With Spirit 3 and Mind 2, you can read a resonance signature or the synergy signature if you're using those things in your game. With Mind 3, Prime 2, and Spirit 1, you can see another person's avatar. With Spirit 3 and Matter 2, you can convert matter to ephemera, which is effectively the matter that is in the spirit world. It's what spirits are made of, basically. With Life 4, Spirit 4, and Prime 3, you can revive the recently dead, though it is recommended that this take place no more than a few minutes after death. With Spirit 1 and Mind 1, you can see the Astral Reaches. Or with Spirit 1 and Entropy 1, you can see the Underworld. I believe last episode I mentioned something about seeing the Astral Reaches and the Underworld using Mind or Entropy. This is how you do it. You do need a dot of spirit, according to the books. I would probably let somebody who is creative try to do something with Mind and Entropy alone, but it's up to you as a storyteller, really. You can even summon entropy spirits to tell you what happened at a scene where there is a lot of entropy. So where a dying or dead person is lying or there's a condemned house or something that's so full of chaos or decay. If you use spirit to an entropy one, you can actually find out what happened without needing time magic. You can use mind three or four, time two, and spirit one to experience the past of other mages. You need Mind 3 if they are willing to let you do this, and you need Mind 4 if you're forcing them to do it. You can use Correspondence 1, Prime 1, and Spirit 1 to track a mage wherever they go on Earth or in the Umbra. If you change it to Spirit 2, you can track a spirit anywhere they go. If you change it to Correspondence 2 as well, you can track whether a spirit is reforming somewhere else or if the mage teleports, and you can continue to follow them. With Mind 3 and Spirit 1, you can help someone to understand the consequences of their actions by forcing them to experience the misery that their actions have caused to various spirits. And remember, everything has a spirit. You can use Correspondence 1, Entropy 1, Matter 1, Mind 1, Prime 1, and Spirit 1 to find objects with some magic to them. Now, this gives no information on what the object is, but it can be anything from a lucky penny to a wonder. Who says first level spheres can't be useful? With Spirit 1 and Entropy 1, you can find a way through the Avatar Storm that helps reduce the damage one takes. With Spirit 1 and Prime 1, you can see the Avatar Storm in a sort of general sense. With Spirit 1, Mind 1, and Entropy 1, you can see the gist of someone's nature, but it'll probably be a little vague. With Mind 2, Life 2, Prime 1, Spirit 1, and Time 1, you can create a drink that allows a sleeper, a non-awakened person, to see the world how it really is. You can use Correspondence 4 and Dimensional Science 3 to create a Faraday cage to contain everything you want to transport and then teleport it to anywhere within the spatial horizon. If you upgrade to Correspondence 5 and Dimensional Science 5, you can teleport that stuff anywhere. You can use Correspondence 5 and Dimensional Science 4 to format space to make it friendly to the technocratic paradigm. 
which is not exactly what happened to conventional space. That was just convincing the masses about conventional space existing. This is about taking a section of space and making it so that mage paradigms are vulgar and technocratic paradigms are coincidental, which, at least in the deep universe, it's the opposite, because there's no consensus to validate technocratic paradigms. There is some additional debate around the role of entropy when it comes to spirits, or more specifically ghosts and the underworld, as entropy is a sphere we haven't covered yet. This episode won't dive into it too deeply, but the basics of entropy is that it covers fate, fortune, decay, and chaos. Entropy is about the gradual decline into disorder, and as mentioned last episode, oblivion, thus why it is the ruling sphere of the lower umbra and of ghosts. However, Overall, ghosts are spirits and can be affected by spirit magic. Personally, I tend to give some leeway for interesting ideas using entropy in my own games, and there are some grounds for using entropy in combat by combining entropy 3 and prime 2 in order to attack a ghost's essence on a metaphysical level, allowing the attack to work like the life sphere does on people. But according to M20, page 418 of the core, it also brings out the worst qualities of the ghost and turns it into a specter a much more vicious spirit. So while spirit magic might initially appear vulgar, there are ways to make it seem coincidental. Mages practicing spirit magic often disguise their effects as coincidences or natural phenomena. They might attribute their uncanny insight to intuition or their influence over spirits as the result of exceptional leadership or negotiation skills. By blending their magic with plausible explanations, mages can avoid revealing the true nature of their spirit powers. Technocrats, practicing dimensional science, on the other hand, often present their effects as advanced scientific experiments, breakthroughs in theoretical physics, or applications of cutting-edge technology. They attribute their dimensional insights to advancement in multidimensional theory or quantum mechanics, effectively masking their magic as science. That's a wrap on our journey through the spirit and dimensional science spheres. Remember, in the world of Mage the Ascension, belief shapes reality, and spirit magic, whether used through a technological lens or not, adds an extra layer of complexity to this ever-enigmatic universe. So, whether you seek the counsel of ancient spirits, or wish to become one with the spiritual forces of the cosmos, remember that with the spirit sphere, you become a bridge between worlds, while in the meticulously ordered domain of the technocratic union, the dimensional science sphere stands as a testament to the fusion of scientific rigor and the supernatural mysteries of the multiverse. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Paradox, And as Halloween approaches, may your spirits be high and your magic coincidental. Unless, of course, it's time for some otherworldly mischief. You've been listening to Paradox, a Mage the Ascension podcast. And you can find us wherever you can find podcasts. If actual plays are up your alley, check out Dorktales on twitch.tv slash dorktales or youtube.com slash dorktales. Find us on the Dorktales Discord server, or check out our website at dorktales.ca. We are currently streaming a Mage the Victorian era game on Saturdays. Our Patreon subscribers have early access to the Technocracy Zero Sum game, which is also starting to roll out on YouTube for the general public. And we have several Mage one-shots and a short-run chronicle called Breaking Tradition on YouTube. Additionally, we are starting to roll out our Mage the Victorian era game in podcast form over on the Dorktales Podbean channel, also found wherever you can find podcasts. Finally, as always, there's also all of our other amazing content. Thanks for listening, and remember to always keep your magic coincidental, unless it's Fireball.